BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, friends. Welcome to Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. This is a rarity. I don't like to do, you know, several of these uh, not fresh shows in a row. But, uh, hey, it happens. It happens. I hope you stick with it. I hope you stick with it. A lot of what I have here, in fact, all of what I have here, is from my Patreon shows from uh, quite some time ago that I've whipped up together in here. Uh, So you get some dated material, no doubt. Uh, but still, something I would love you to be able to listen to while I'm away. Uh, speaking of that, over on Patreon, I have featured after this, after you listen to this show, uh, another edition of Something to Listen to While I'm Away. I have full shows that I publish for you, for you to check out. And I've been releasing them in the order that I have them. Now, this is not material from... WBBL. In fact, uh, the most recent one was from February 22nd, 2010, which means uh, I'm posting for Friday, the 29th of December. This is all confusing. The following show, that would be February 23rd, 2010. So if you want that full show and all of the something to listen to while I'm away shows, I have a couple dozen of them up. You can get hours and hours of content, and you can try it for free. That is right. Go to patreon.com slash Eric Zane and sign up for seven days free. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Eric Zane. You do have to put in a payment form, but uh, you can cancel that right away and still get the seven days. I hear it from people all the time. Don't tell them that. You can trick them. I'm like, dude, I don't want to do that. I'm not that guy, for God's sake. I'm not that desperate. Uh, but if you like it, then you can just let it ride, and it'll charge you accordingly month by month. Or if you want, you can sign up for a full year, and you get 10% off. Uh, if you go month by month, it's 5 bucks a month for all the audio, 10 bucks a month for the audio, video, live streams. And as I said, you sign up for a year. Uh, what was 120 is now 108. What was 60 for a year is 54. A little easy math for you. All right. 
enough of my uh, prattling on and on. The show originates in the Impact Power Sports Studio. Enjoy, not the best of, the Eric Zane Show podcast. Welcome in, welcome in. Thank you for being here. Hello. Hello. Hope you're all doing well since the last time we met moments ago. Uh, good things are happening when you're in the throes of an anxiety attack that's prolonged. Little victories make you feel better. Got a box on the doorstep from HelloFresh. That was fantastic. So that's sponsor the show during the audio podcast. I don't talk about it during the live show because I what what you do is you pre-record it and then it gets inserted into the audio podcast on its own. For those who listen to the free or watch the free podcast on uh, Twitch, you don't you don't hear it. But if you're listening to the pre-recorded one, uh, it shows up there, and they give me like free Hello Fresh, and dude. It's fucking great. The box shows up, the recipes, all the shit is there. This isn't a commercial. It's just, it's just fucking awesome. Um, makes me want to like sign up for it, like when even when they're not a sponsor, because it's just, I just love it. I used to. Uh, similar product was a Blue Apron, uh, Blue Apron, um, and uh, that that worked great. And this is even better Chris says do you have a discount code yeah let me uh, go over what you do hello fresh you get 22 free meals when you do this I'm sorry 21 free meals hellofresh.com slash zane 21 that's the code. You get 21 free meals plus free shipping. That's not bad. I think you actually have to sign up for like whatever amount of time. And with that, you get the 21 free. I'm not sure. But it just showed up at the door. And uh, it's a one-time deal. So I, I said, yeah, we got like eight people in my family. So three big fucking boxes showed up. And I was like, I'm not going to be able to eat all this food without it going bad. So I gave one to my neighbor, gave one to Jackie. Everybody's happy. What's great about it is uh, they give you everything in the appropriate quantities. You don't have to go to the store and buy like big bottles of shit for whatever. Oh my God, I need some rice vinegar. I better go get a gallon of it. No. And it's good. I enjoy it. Good food. Uh, I heard from Amy... Marathon mom, Amy, who she gave herself that name. I think she gave herself that name. I might've given her that name. I'm not sure. Uh, very, very skilled. Um, and hold on a second. I just got distracted. Hold that thought right there. I got to respond to this right now. If I get distracted, it's, it's game over. I can't do anything. Marathon Mom Amy informs me there is something called, I don't know, what did she describe? Post-race blue. 
Hello, Eric Zane. Your feelings of depression may be because of post-race blues. This is a real thing. I always get sad, bummed out, depressed, ornery after a big run. I didn't understand why I always got like that. Then I heard someone say, well, it's just because you're a girl. I'm, I, it didn't say that. Then I heard someone say, post-race blues. Apparently, it does happen to a lot of people. Just something to think about. This is your first big race in a while, so it could very well be the reason. Post-race blues, term coined by runners to describe the situational depression that impacts athletes from amateur to professional. Uh, well, okay. She says, I'm not exactly sure how to combat it, but I hope you're able to work through it. Take care. I said, thank you. I appreciate that. Super weird. But I, I don't... It, does depression go, like, hand-in-hand hand with anxiety? Because I'm not depressed. I'm not, like, sad. You know, I'm not like humdrum, oh, poor is me, woe is me. I'm panicky, concerned, I'm on high alert, anxious, bad, something bad is going to happen. More specific, I am worried that the podcast is going to go belly up and I'm going to go out of business. Isn't that the craziest thing? Considering that, you know, for four years, I've been doing this. I'm not getting worse at running this thing. You know, you get better at it over time. How? That's a, that's a completely irrational thing to even think about. But yet, here I am. Um, still waiting to hear from the doc. I then followed up uh, the, the note to the doc, to the someone to Carmen, the nurse, or the... Uh, physician's assistant i go i I don't know what how you do this i'm just letting you know that this is where i'm at i know that there are sometimes that people sometimes outgrow their medicine do i need more medicine do i need a different medicine what the fuck but i need something here so i'm waiting i mean kind of like in a holding pattern meanwhile it's crushing me and so then my wife's checking in like every three minutes are you okay are you okay i'm fine fine as long as i keep moving the second I start to get alone with my thoughts, that's where it turns weird. Allison writes, Eric, not to play armchair psychologist, but I'm going to play armchair psychologist. I'm very lucky, by the way, to have people who are concerned about me. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, you don't have to answer this question, but I wonder, is your ADHD treated currently? No. The reason I asked is because I was diagnosed last spring with ADHD. I think we all have it. That's what I'm learning. And started medication. It ended up helping my anxiety uh, a lot. My doctor prescribed the, uh, described the connection between the two and how ADHD can contribute it or even just straight, straight up look like anxiety. So just something to consider. I know a lot of people don't like to take ADHD meds. It's not for everyone. I just wanted to mention it because... I know we have this in common, and I know you are struggling. Yeah, I am. Um, I've kind of been going under the advice of the docs from the get-go, and I've always kept them up to date as what's going on in my life. But um, I'm due a physical in the next month or two. Uh, sweet Allison adds, uh, no, you're not alone. In mid-December, I had a flare-up of my anxiety. It was bad enough that I had to go in for an EKG because I thought I was having a heart attack. My doctor ended up adjusting the ADHD meds instead of my anxiety meds and seemed like it helped. 
Then she had some other issues that she talks about. Stress definitely contributed to the situation. My doctors have harped on me about the mental, physical connections, self-care, all that good stuff, but I digress. In summary, take care of yourself. Make Eric a priority. If you ever need to talk, I'm here. And she says, I can always offer puppy and kitten therapy. It's very effective over at Harvard Humane. Oh, my God. You're not kidding. Of course, I kind of have my own um, kennel here. You may have seen at the end of the free podcast, O'Neill giving, loving me up. The dog is so, un, he is exquisitely soft right now. Of all the dogs we have, his fur is, oh my God, it is absolutely perfect. He is such a soft dog. And those ears, they're just to die for. They're floppy and soft and, and, and thick. They're like thick, giant pieces of velvet. They're perfect. By the way, blues, uh, blue, what the fuck? Bruce sporting the red bow tie collar today. Daisy, tongue out, maybe looking for a licking. Three dogs on the couch. How fantastic is that? Daisy setting up shop right near Bruce's ass. Hopefully he won't fart. Um, what the fuck was I going to say? I was just going to say something about O'Neill. That left me. Anywho, uh, I definitely feel different right now. Aram says, call them again. Why sit in discomfort? The docs. Oh, I did. I did. I, uh, I left two messages. And my counselor is out of town. He won't be back for a few days. So if by the end of this show, I have not yet heard from one of several doctors, I will, I might even just drive over there. You know, hey, look at me. Uh, Bobby says, I always, it always got worse when someone would ask me, are you okay? Like it triggered me. Oh my God. I forgot to tell you this. This is funny. Um, there's this dude who at the AT Children's Project uh, event at Disney. I see him like maybe once a year. And just to be safe, I'm going to keep it on the down low. His name. A little suspect. Just I can't remember having anything but an awkward interaction with him. Nice. Friendly, nice, but just all over the board. And this actually happened. I see him. I go, hey, buddy, how are you? He says, hey, Eric, Eric, how you doing? And I go, not bad, man. Doing great. Now, even if I was doing terribly, I'm going to tell everybody never better. Doing awesome. The only people that I would say not so good are like people I'm really close with. In some cases, even you. I mean, obviously I'm telling you, but uh, I wouldn't tell just anybody that, especially when you're face to face with them. Doing it behind a microphone is entirely different than, hey, I'm face to face with you. 
And so we're poolside and everyone's asking the same question. Hey, how you doing? And you know, the answer is doing great. How are you? I'm fine. And then that's it. How about them lions? How about this? How about that? Boy, it sure is nice. Sunny day. Okay. You've been training? Yes. No, maybe. I don't know. Okay. Smell you later. Bye-bye. Let's go get a drink. Whatever. Eric, how are you? I'm fine, man. How are you? No, I, I just said, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And before I could say, how are you? He goes, really? Are you just saying that? Or are you really okay? Now, what I, do you ever like do this? Your face with that. And then you, you then answer like I answered, which was. No, I'm doing great. Uh, I wish I had said, I had thought about it after. I should have said, well, uh, I was until this type of prying question line from you makes me wonder if I am okay. And uh, furthermore, what in God's name makes you think that we're close enough that you can, you can uh, 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 break through that with a, are you really okay? I don't, I don't even talk to you. I don't, I don't know you. That, that's inappropriate. That's, that's, I would be raising an eyebrow even if even my wife said that to me, let alone dude, what the fuck, man? So, I don't know. I, I then, uh, we, the conversation was wandering all over the place. And, um, I forgot how we got there because I was so unnerved by that. And the next thing I know, he's describing to me, no, no, no. He brought up radio and then I, I'm like, yeah, some vehicles aren't even offering radio anymore on their like Mercedes Benz. You, you can't even get like a AM or FM radio or anything like that. And and then that popped in his brain that Mercedes, as soon as I said Mercedes Benz, he goes, you know what else they're doing? If you want uh, this feature, you have to download it from an app. And you know who else is doing that? John Deere tractors, John Deere tractors. If you want to be able to use the GPS, you have to buy it all like a la carte. You have to uh, on demand download it. And so they're getting sued by farmers all across. This is the conversation. And this is all right after he's questioning whether or not I'm okay. fuck how annoying is that and then i noticed that the people who were seated around us in these chairs by the pool one by one they're they're getting up and walking away they're fucking leaving me hanging i'm like you motherfucker no don't leave me you're my wingman oh no fucking shit and then finally this last thing happened the dude okay over like 15 20 feet away is a younger lady i'm guessing she's in her mid-20s now you know me uh i i get really uncomfortable when people are wearing revealing clothing like at the gym i mean chicks wear tight shit all the time so i just i try not to look i mean I, in fact i don't look i look away I look, I, out of the, i'll see i can tell i'm seeing uh, uh tights on leggings look the other way don't look because the last thing you want to do is someone think you're a fucking creep? So I'm head down, man. I'm like, uh, I don't, I don't, I look, I, I, I avoid uh, looking, and I look the other way. And then you might even have hot chick with her husband. If she catch, if if he catches you looking at her, he might want to kick your ass. So 
Yeah, you got to be very careful, in my opinion. That's just me. You fuckers might go around uh, looking at hot chicks all the time. I don't know. Um, plus, it's just weird to me because these people are like the age of my daughters, and that's just weird. Well, there's a chick, and she's wearing, I saw it, a super small bathing suit, and uh, she can. And she has the things that you would need to be able to pull that off. Let's just say that. But I am not paying attention at all. But dude is. And we're both 50-something years old. And he goes, oh, my God, look at her. She's so hot. And he says that. Now, I might have said that 20 years ago. But everything's changed. You know, I would never dream of saying that to someone I know. His wife is very dear to us. We love her to death. And, I mean, can you imagine if I said that about another chick and you, like, are friends of my wife? You would be so pissed off at me if I did that, with the exception of old women like Gretchen Whitmer, because that's a hall pass. But anyway, um, he says it out loud. He goes, oh, my God, she's so hot. And I acted like I didn't hear him, and I'm looking off in the distance, and I immediately said, hey, I'm going to go... I'm going to use the boys' room. I'll see you around. I got up, fucking got the fuck out of there. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, Some thoughts on anxiety. Bobby, um, I always... Okay, I read that one. Kevin says, not going to lie. I thought this happened to everyone. I deal with this every day. Oh, shit. Maureen says, anxiety can be crippling. I feel bad for those who deal with it on the daily. I cannot imagine. Uh, Ram says, go to the doctors. Go to the doctors. Ryan says, hey, this is therapy for me. Let me tell you, I feel better just talking to you. Ryan says, Eric, I took a fully remote job in September and often find crazy anxiety attacks when I'm alone with my thoughts, too. I think it's us folk that sit in the same room multiple hours a day. Wow. Kenny says, that's been my life for three years. Concerning people like uh, dude uh, asking me if I'm really okay. Ryan says, I love throwing people off and telling them I'm not doing well. Most people aren't equipped to handle that because they should have just said, hi, nice to see you. It becomes comedy gold every time. I got to remember that. I was so not expecting it, though. Rob says he had therapy this morning. Guess what we talked about? Boundaries. Fuck. Guy in San Francisco owns a shop. Homeless lady out in front of the place. He doesn't like that. He gets out the hose and starts squirting her with the hose. Audio check. Video check. Here we go. You are not going to like this. Video of a man spraying a homeless woman with water in San Francisco. Fueling the debate over the crisis plaguing one of America's most iconic cities. It shows a local business owner using a garden hose to douse the unhoused woman sitting on the sidewalk. A local businessman from across the street capturing the stunning scene and then posting the video on social media, according to... Yeah, 
the guy across the street should not capture a video. He should stop this motherfucker out. NBC Bay Area. That lady doesn't go inside the business. I don't. Yeah, yeah, true. Okay, I don't. I wouldn't like the fact that a homeless lady was camping out, but I'm pretty sure the guy with the hose is going to go directly to hell. I'm pretty sure. Oh God, this this is upsetting. She is asleep on the street, but she's very calm. Another witness working construction nearby. I see a guy hosing this girl down, and I thought it was not right. So I went over there to say, hey, what's up? Because I was going to take the hose and spray him. The man holding the hose. Oh, look, at, look at the pose of him. That, that, look at, that, is, that is pure evil in my opinion. That's fucking horrible. Owner Collier Gwynn. He spoke to KNTV through the intercom outside of his business. The whole neighborhood is a part of the situation. The police force is a part of the situation. The, the city and the... Okay, this guy's talking way too much. I don't think any, okay, all those are terrible things that are happening, are leading, the, the way it's, that problem is being handled, you're right, is, is, uh, is pretty fucked up, but I'm pretty sure that this is not acceptable, I'm pretty sure this is, this has to be some type of assault, right? Social services is a part of the situation. So I'm going to treat this, this homeless lady like an absolute fucking piece of shit, what? Police telling NBC Bay Area the investigation remains open and would not comment on potential charges. But that video striking a nerve. Yeah, just go arrest this motherfucker. While some commenters sympathize with Gwyn's frustration. They will take her to a shelter and they will turn her out in two days. Most expressed horror at a business owner soaking someone without shelter in the middle of historic rains here. Treating her like garbage on the street. You should be ashamed of yourself. There are people just like you. The number of unhoused... God, I, I feel bad when I yell at Kenny. Can you imagine if I was a squirt? I'd lose my mind. I wouldn't be able to live with myself. ...in the city has dropped slightly since 2019, but still, more than 7,000 people do not have a home on any given night, up 43% from 2005, according to the city. A crisis on the streets. The mayor trying to address the problem by almost doubling funding to the issue since 2019 and by opening more supportive housing. I know we've built navigation centers and a number of other places to provide support for people who are living on the streets, but I want us as a city to move away from that model. I want us to move towards places like the Garland and focus on places that will allow people to live in their own space and live their lives, as I said, with dignity. Dignity at the center of the current controversy. God. I understand both parties. I feel sorry for the tenant and I feel sorry for the lady. I don't feel sorry for the tenant. Look at the, look at this man. Well, someone needs to kick the shit out of this guy, you motherfucker. Police that came out one time, there's nothing, he said there's nothing we can do. Tom, experts here point out that this is, of course, symptomatic of a larger systemic problem. Here in California and in San Francisco specifically, we lack affordable housing. We have a fentanyl crisis and we have a lack of mental health and supportive services. All of that has conspired to put... Right, if I was running the show, this is what I would do, Okay. I would arrest this man. First thing, the guy who was using the hose. You got to go arrest that guy immediately and live stream it. Pay-per-view, promote it, get people to pay for it. 
then you stone them. And uh, everyone can, because people would do it. You'd pay like 100 bucks per stone. And you can pay like double that and triple that the larger the stone. You stone this motherfucker until he's gone. And then all the money you raise, you give it, you pour it into the homeless problem and perhaps get a few of these people off the street. You see, problem solved. Uh, a little bit of good coming out of this horrible activity. Fuck these two people into this situation and while obviously people have tremendous criticism of this man's actions others are asking why can't the police get involved well san francisco has pioneered several programs to try to create alternatives to calling the police in a situation like this but experts say that this is not a matter for law enforcement this is again a larger social issue that's going to need some very very big you mean to tell me you do what that guy did you you can't be arrested well, then you take the law into your own hands and you get a bunch of dudes, you get a fucking posse, you break his windows and you drag him out into the street. Expensive solutions. Tom. Okay, Jake Ward for us tonight, Jake. We appreciate that. And we just did get a comment from San Francisco's police department. They're saying officers interviewed both the woman in the video and the gallery owner and say they both declined further police action at that time. That is their words. And we're going to have uh, some guests who have a business in that area on that block to further talk about this video and what happened there along with the homelessness crisis in San Francisco. If you're the guy that owns that they business, over in the- if you're the guy in that business, how do you, can you imagine if, uh, if, if this is, I mean, the, the viral story like this? Oh my God. You cannot imagine how you're able to do business at that point what an absolute catastrophe by the way daisy's snoring super loud here you might even be able to hear that okay now she's holding her breath (laughs) poor thing Uh, where's the axe hitchhiker when you need him Uh, rob says eric wouldn't even do this to dean no no i would i would if um if if Dean was in front of my house, I would I'd hit him with the chain forget the hose, I'd hit him with the chainsaw. Um Rob says, is that Joe's dad? Maureen says, I don't think a hose is the answer. Rob said that's gotta be some form of of assault. She is deserving of some compassion. Yeah, there, there's a lot wrong with the story. It's a lot. It's terrible that the guy was doing that. It's terrible that no one uh, rearranged his fucking face. Uh, it's terrible that nothing can be done to help her. The homeless crisis is absolutely out of control. <clears throat> out of control there. <clears throat> By the way, in just over a month, I'm going to take another few days off. I'm going to go see my pal Jeffrey and my cousin's in california so i'll be able to see some of these nice people living on the street all right uh moving on to another story that's equally horrible thank you to bobby for just tipping me off uh on this one because i i i was not aware hang on i gotta do an experiment check 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 it's called a base roll off Check, 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 check. More high end here. More low end here. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, In her community, 
in and around Springfield, Illinois. This is really fucked up. And the cops are trying to, I think they're trying to thread the needle here because the cops witnessed this and didn't really do anything until bad things happened and the public became aware. And now two EMTs are getting thrown under the bus and being charged with like murder or some shit. To my understanding, and I'll play a video of the story from the local news there. Uh, drunk dude, a guy experiencing um, withdrawal from alcohol. Quit drinking. If that's very, if you're, if you drink too much and then you suddenly decide to quit, that could kill you. I was never that bad, but a lot of people have that problem. So you need medical supervision. This guy didn't do that. He just fucking quit. So he starts hallucinating. He calls the police and says, oh my God, someone's going to kill me. There's someone here with a gun. Cops get there. There's no one there. But he's having these physical uh, reactions to the no alcohol and the system's fucking him up. So the EMTs, for some reason, they're grabbing him like off the ground and just throw him on the fucking gurney face down. And he has no strength. He's all fucked up. By the time they get him to the hospital, he's face down on the fucking thing and he can't breathe and he dies. Body camera footage from the cops reveals all of this. This black dude, of course. They arrest the EMTs and the cops are like, yeah, we can't believe those EMTs did that shit. Well, the cops were there when this was happening, and not one of them said, hey, wait a minute here. Uh, As a first responder, you're not supposed to be, like, throwing the guy around like a fucking rag doll, are you? So they didn't do shit, but now the cops are like, yeah, I can't believe that happened. So I think they're trying to condemn, but I, from what I saw, they appear to be part of the fucking problem. You know what I mean? Audio check. Video check. Here we go. I thought they treated him very poorly, very rough. And that video can be hard to watch. Two EMS workers are facing first-degree murder charges for improperly restraining a patient who later died. They're both being held. You see that? They just chucked him on. They're like, all right, get him in the ambulance. But there's cops right there. Here's a cop right here. And the guy with the body camera. And I'm Jennifer Roscoe. Today, That's a very unfortunate name. Uh, Jennifer Roscoe and Jessica Coons are weighing in. State's attorney held a news conference to announce the charges against Peggy Finley and Peter Cadigan. He says uh, a man they were transporting was pronounced dead after he arrived at the hospital in Springfield. WCI3's Theodora Kulavaris is live in downtown Springfield. Theodora, the coroner, ruled his death a homicide. That's right, Jennifer. The coroner says 35-year-old Earl Moore Jr. died. This chick's new. From asphyxia. And the body cam footage released from the state's attorney's office shows just how that happened. Wait, hold on a second. I got to back that up. Shows just how that happened. Not, not far enough. And the body cam footage released from the state's attorney's office shows just okay. how that happened. 
every citizen deserves to be treated fairly and everyone deserves to have the opportunity to have the appropriate care in saving lives. Teresa Haley is the president of the Springfield NAACP. She watched this police body camera footage connected to the death of Earl Moore Jr. You need some help? In it, you can see Springfield police officers responding to a home. They say Moore called in December, saying there were people with guns in a house. When officers got there, they say someone in the home said that wasn't the case and that Earl was hallucinating from alcohol withdrawal. Police believed he needed medical attention, so they called EMS workers Peggy Finley and Peter Watch, right here. There you go, take that! So, the slam him down on the thing, and he remained face down. At that point, the cops should have jumped in right away and said, okay, hold on a second here. Says they put him on a stretcher face down with restraints. Knowing based upon their training, experience, and the surrounding circumstances that such acts would cause, would create a substantial probability of great bodily harm or death in violation of the criminal code of the state of Illinois. The coroner says Moore died from asphyxia. Classified Mr. Moore's death as a homicide. The EMS responders work for Lifestar, a private ambulance agency. They are not commenting on the situation at this time. Haley praised the police department for their actions, saying they were very kind and compassionate towards Moore. She also believes... All right, maybe, but I think the question needs to be asked. Fucking EMTs are, are, are uh, mis- at roughly handling the guy. They something should have been done there. Something should have been said. Maybe there was, but they're not talking about it. They and the state's attorney's office are handling the case appropriately. At the fact that they contacted us and they wanted to maintain that transparency, we don't want Springfield to be a community of unrest. We want them to trust the system and to trust the NAACP. In a statement, the Springfield Police Department said, quote, the men and women of the Springfield Police Department joined the Springfield community in grieving the unnecessary loss of life. Even though we did nothing when he was body slammed onto the fucking gurney. And pledged to work with the medical care providers in our area to ensure the citizens of Springfield receive the utmost care and consideration in their time of need. Unless if an EMT worker does it, then we'll just watch. Reporting live in Springfield, I'm Theodora Kulavaris, WCIA3, your local news leader. How come I'm asking these questions and no one else is? How come idiot doing a podcast is asking the question that stands out? Yeah, that's terrible that the EMTs did that, and, and they should, and it's a good thing they're rightfully being charged. But why didn't anybody from the police have anything to say about that when that happened? I mean, if you're if the, if it's to protect and serve, you're watching uh, this guy get slammed down like uh, Ted DiBiase's uh, giving him a body slam for fuck's sake. I don't know about that. That was kind of weird, but whatever. Uh, Bobby says, I've watched both full body cam videos. They aren't even showing the bad parts here. Uh, Nathan writes, I'm having a hard time feeling bad for this guy. If you let yourself get that bad, you must want to die. Wait a second. Hold on. I don't think it's quite that simple. Uh, Rob criticizing the reporter. How the hell did this reporter get a job with pacing like that? Um, hold on. I got to get get this even better footage. Spring. F- hold on. Goddamn computer. 
keyboard. This thing works about as good as Rob. Springfield body cam footage EMS. Yeah, I'm going to end up fucking... Maybe this is it. I don't know. You watched the whole thing, huh? Yeah, I can't track it down right now, unfortunately. Uh, Concerning Rob's comment about I'm having a hard time feeling bad for this guy. If you let yourself get that bad, you must want to die. Chris says, well, except he was suffering from withdrawals. Maybe he was trying to fix it. Yeah, Nate, what the fuck? Did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Why? How is it possible that I'm explaining compassion to people? Jesus. All right. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, that is my time. I appreciate you and I appreciate your support. I know you all care about me. I'm I'm, I'm actually, I, I feel pretty good right this second. I will give you a full report on my health coming up. Uh, on the show i might i'll mention it on the ben and eric patreon podcast i want to see you there at 7 p.m i'm going to send you all invites if you haven't been getting these invites for the ben and eric patreon podcast please drop me a line and then i'll add you to the list if you don't think you're on the list if you're even like did he remember i may have forgotten send me a reminder eric at ericzaneshow.com okay and a pause in the action on not the best of the eric zane show podcast to talk about Amazing sponsors like TC Paintball. Fun for the whole family. Okay, gather up the commandos in the neighborhood and head over to TC Paintball for a unbelievably eventful, fun-filled event. Playful time. That sounded weird. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's what you do. You book an event at TC Paintball. You block off a few hours of time and you head over there. And uh, all you need is yourself because, uh, you know, you drop down your your cash and then you get the paint, you get the gun, you get the mask, you get all the field time, officiated matches on the paintball field with you and yours. So much fun. Team building in the workplace. Uh, You and your bros get together. All the neighborhood kids and the dad squad, maybe even the mom squad. Bachelor parties, always a good time at tc paintball online at tcpaintballgr.com uh hello to frank fuss from my policy shop insurance frank is an absolute wizard with anything insurance related so new this year um let's say you and uh you you have your insurance policy from your boss you know you get like the workplace insurance that's cool love it and then you know you have a wife and three kids and that insurance is, uh, well, it makes it a little bit more pricey. comes out of your paycheck. New this year, your family can sign up for Obamacare. This used to not be the way it was. All right? So you keep your boss's insurance. The rest of the fam can sign up for Obamacare. Now, why is that better? Well, if you think about it, your boss's insurance, you basically just have good, better, best that you can sign up for. Not so if you're buying it on the marketplace because there's like five dozen companies that want to insure you 
uh, and sell you a uh, uh, health. <laughs> I need one for my speech. Sell you a health insurance policy, and you can get it with a wider selection through healthcare.gov. And you're like, well, easy. How do I pay for that? Okay, I know this because I do this. This is how I get my insurance. The government subsidizes you. Okay, if you keep your earning below a, a certain threshold, and it's quite a large threshold. Um, well, then you get a huge tax subsidy on your monthly um, premium. You're like, God damn it, easy. I know you uh, know what you're talking about because you talked to Frank, but I'm confused. This is all you need to do. Save yourself hundreds of dollars a month by reaching out to Frank at buyinsurancehere.com. That's buyinsurancehere.com, B-U-I, insurancehere.com, and have him explain to you what I just murdered. All right. Meanwhile, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, they want to fix your car if you live in West Michigan. Well, hell, they'll fix it for you if you live in Idaho. They don't care. But uh, obviously, that might be a little bit cost prohibitive for you. Uh, 616-532-6600. All combustion engines, of course. All EVs. All hybrids. Not many shops can say that they have the expertise and skill to work on all of those very technical setups to keep a car on the road. But Irvine's can. 616-532-6600. Call to get your vehicle serviced. The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people sent me one and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell, three-in-one, triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door the eufy video lock is easy to install set up with just a phillips screwdriver no drilling required thank goodness because if i did that there'd be holes all over the place it'd be horrible keyless entry no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters one second unlocking with get this ai self-learning chip embedded the more you use it the more accurate it will be it's fingerprint recognition on this thing you gotta try this out search eufy video lock that's e-u-f-y video lock or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock full three-in-one triple security with eufy bet mgm has an unreal deal for sports fans in maryland turn five dollars into 150 dollars instantly when you place your first wager at bet mgm simply download the bet mgm app and sign up using code old line 150 then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland
one today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Okay, rolling on with more of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Hello, 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 friends. Welcome to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Threw you a curveball there. Started the show and I had it set on private. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm never really like uh, gangbusters on the uh, population of the live show, but I know it's more than just me. Story of my life. Knock, knock, knock on my door today. After the free podcast, the timing couldn't have been more perfect, too, because I was wrapping up the free podcast yesterday. And then the uh, queen of the multiverse says, uh, the washing uh, washing machine repair guy will be here soon to see you, Eric. So last night, washing machine puked this has happened before we've put two motors into this thing we've had it for more than 10 years but yet something was telling me yeah maybe uh maybe it's a quick fix even though on the little display it says le which is code for motors fucked The guy comes here, he puts in the code, and he tries to run a cycle. It tells him, motor's fucked. Now, I was thinking to myself yesterday about the idea of probably just need a new washing machine. It's probably going to cost close to the amount to repair it than it would be to actually get a brand new washer, clothes washer. Did that stop me? No. I should have just intervened right there and said, forget it. Let's just get a new one. This thing's been around a little while. Did you know that the lifespan of those things is like 10 to 12 years, 10 to 13 years? I didn't know that. That seems really short to me, but you know, I mean, I guess. Uh, well, one would probably argue that you put as much uh, stress onto something like that as you would a car. I mean, there's water running through it and it's spinning around for hours on end. It's kind of a miracle that they last that long. And, you know, if you think about it, whatever the cost of a washer is, a hell of a lot less than a car, and they last about as long, right? I don't know. It's a dumb comparison is what I'm suggesting. 
guy gets here. Because, yeah, it's, it's that motor again. He goes, how old is this thing? I go, I don't know, 11 years. He goes, oh, boy. Yep, yep. Like, what? He goes, that's, uh, that's as long as these things go. This thing's, you just throw it away. I go, well, the dryer's still good. Do I have to buy it in pairs? He goes, some people do, but you don't have to. I mean, that's a, that's another dumb question. Do I have to buy the dryer? I know the answer to that. No, you don't. I don't want to have to buy the dryer, but I'm guessing the queen of the wasteland is going to try like, oh, if you get rid of, wet, rid of one, you might as well just get rid of both of them. It's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. There's still life in the dryer. Why would I? So no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that right now. Now watch, I'm saying that here. But in, a, in 48 hours, I'll be sitting here with you again going, yeah, we bought the dryer. He goes, I'll tell you how much it's going to cost me to repair this thing. Parts are hard to find on these old fuckers. For me to repair this, it's going to cost you $695. I go, well, I would venture to guess that if I spent just a little bit more than that, I could get a brand new washer. He goes, yep, you could. And you should. Don't get this fixed. I said, I'm not going to. His name was... Garrett? No. Gavin? No. Introduced himself and then I forgot. And that's pertinent. I don't remember. So anyway, uh, that's, that's definitely something that has to happen. This weekend, like today, I'm guessing, there will be a plan in motion to get a new washer. The guy knocks on the door. I'm prepared for the guy. I've put the dogs away. I come walking up face to face with them. I open the door. I go, hello. Hey, I'm Eric. He goes, Eric Zane. I go, yes. Oh my God. Excellent. Cool. What's your name? I've forgotten. Greg Quince, Quincy, uh, Gavin. Ah, fuck. I go, come on in man of many names. He's got a mask on. I go, I suspect you're wearing that because your bosses make you. He says, yes. I go, you can take it off. He goes, that's what I was waiting for. I go, awesome. Yeah, you don't need that on. Come on in, buddy. Uh, He goes, I see you at the Griffins games. I go to a lot of games and heard you on the radio. I go, well, that's nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, You seem great. Great, great guy, guy. Um, then, uh, you know, I have to, I have to toot my own horn. So I always, you know, when I meet people like this, I'm like, do you listen to the podcast? And he said, eh, and I'm like, oh, no. when you go, eh, that means it's not good. Now, then he lied to me because he said, you know, I'm a, not much of a podcast guy. And I'm like, why are you making up stories? Just say, yeah, I don't like it. It would make, it would give me more ammunition to talk about on this show about how hilarious it would be if you boldly said, yeah, I don't care for it. 
I love you, but your podcast sucks tons of dick. I would have had so much respect for him. Instead, the fairy tale is, I'm not a podcast guy. Well, what kind of a, what does that even mean? What, what, you're, you're not, I only listen to things that come out of terrestrial uh, towers, like uh, radio stations or television stations. I don't act, I can't do, I'm not a podcast guy. <laughs> Fucking thing. So what a dumb excuse. And I go, ah. Oh. He goes, yeah, my uh, my wife shares with me clips from time to time that she sees on Facebook. And I was like, that's oh, like the most pedestrian thing I do is put something out on Facebook. Hang on a second. This thing gives me the impression it's acting up. Hold that thought. How can you not? I have a very uh, inflated view of my abilities. Make no mistake. My ego is out of control. I tend to think that what I do is awesome. How come everyone hates it? That's not true. Come on, Eric. I'm kidding. That's all bullshit. Um, but he did say, yeah, I'm just uh, not a podcast guy. I go, I don't really, I'm not really sure what you mean by that. So the, the, the whole medium. So basically what you're suggesting then is if baby Jesus came down to earth and said, I am going to send out the message of how you can have eternal life and raise all of your loved ones from the dead and you all get billions of dollars, but you have to listen to the Jesus Christ podcast. Are you suggesting, ah, I'm not a podcast guy, so I'm not going to get that message? Do you see how dumb that sounds? I'm not a podcast guy? Who the, what the fuck? I don't think that that's the case, though. I think he just doesn't like what I do. Or maybe he heard it some time ago. And uh, you know, like I've indicated to you before, it's constantly changing, I believe. I believe that my, my abilities to storytell and monologue and do this, and uh, they, they, they get better. They, they have to. If you do it long enough, you have to have the ability to discern and uh, you know, move from topic to topic, shit like that. So I don't know what the fuck that guy's problem was. Rob says, I think he hit the nail on the head. He just didn't want to hurt your feelings. That's exactly what I believe. Doesn't like it. Does not want to hurt my feelings. And then Rob says, yet he hurt your feelings. No, no, that's where you're wrong. That's where you're wrong. He did not hurt my feelings. You know, Kenny says, how do you know he was lying? LOL. It was just such a lame response. I think. Uh, Maureen very nicely says, I wasn't a podcast gal till you came along, Eric gal. I love that. Hang on. All right. Fucking knock it off. 
So, plans this weekend for a brand new freaking washer. All right. I'm actually kind of excited about it. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay, I read the headline of this and stopped reading and then sent it along so that we could dissect this together. Psychology professor cut off husband's penis, left the knife, left knife deep in his eyeball. Holy shit. Oh no. It says subscribe for limited for full access. I, I'm I'm not doing that. But I will open it up here. I hope. Sometimes on the mobile version, it'll, it'll open up for you. A 41-year-old psychology professor... Stand by. ...has been charged with the stabbing death... So is he okay? No. Of the of her 47-year-old husband after his mutilated body was found in the apartment they shared in Argentina. Florencia Amando Cadiano stands accused of killing her husband Pedro, Pedro Zarate, cutting off his ding-dong and burying the knife into his eyeball. Catano uh, was arrested at her mom's house after Catano's sister found the victim when he failed to respond to her phone calls for several days. According to Rio Negro News, Rio Negro News, they must pronounce it Negro. If that's the case, what does that mean? Rio Black News? The sister became concerned when the alleged perpetrator appeared covered in blood at their mom's home on Sunday. Hey, how you doing? Uh, fine, I'm just uh, covered in blood. Jesus. According to Zarate's Facebook page, he played trumpet in a local reggae band and, wor and worked. Oh, fuck. What is up with this thing? And worked as a part-time actor. You'll have to bear with me. I'm having issues with this thing. Sorry. Ah, fucking shit! Fuck! Ah, shit! Fuck! I think that's better. The dead guy played Trump in a local reggae band. He worked for uh, for a time as an actor. Why am I giving you that information? Alleged killer has been committed to a psychiatric hospital. How'd you like to be the sister of the guy? You, you we, we walk in there like, hey, why, it's been a while. How come I not answer my calls? He's laying there with a knife sticking out of his eye with no dick. And the dick, I, I don't know if the dick was in the room with the guy. 
But that's something you can never not see. My God. No more details about this other than that happened. Yeah, I, I, I need more details. I want to know what precipitated this. Uh, what would cause her to uh, freak out like this? Perhaps she was battered or she's just crazy. Who knows? And and what happened to the dick? Holy shit, that's, uh, that's fucked up. Uh, a guy on TikTok is dead. Of course, everyone is saying that uh, Waffler69, who's dead at 33 years of age, uh, well, he died of a heart attack, and everybody, of course, is going to blame the vaccine. Uh, what he does online is he uh, samples fast food and weird food, I guess. And everybody would watch this this dude. And, and you take one look at him, and uh, even though it's a presumed heart attack, uh, clear proof that it wasn't the vaccine is because of him looking like this, surrounded by this type of food. Every time you see this fat ass, he is he's he's pouring disgusting food into his face. Here he is eating uh what's known as a, the big fruit loop, which I didn't know you could get. It's pretty disgusting. Audio check, video check. Here he is eating the big fruit loop. I would like to make a public apology for not putting the big fruit loop in some milk. So you know what? I got y'all. I'm going to put this fruit loop in some milk. Waffler, how could you? He says milk. Be so nice. Well, he's not saying anything now. Eve and not think I'd want to see that dipped in some nice cream and milk. Day's your day. Today is your day. Just as fresh as ever. Okay, I, I'm very, that's terrible that he's dead. But if he were alive today, I would be talking about how much I can't stand this guy. About how annoying this fucker is. Let's do this thing. I hope you're getting that dipping action. This is some nice dipping action. Who, who watches this and says this is funny and enjoyable? Why? Who the fuck? The guy had had millions of people that followed him. Y'all think that milk's going to make it taste a little more fruit loopy than it did? I don't know. I don't know. Fun fact, I bought that milk at a gas station. Oh. <laughs> it actually does taste better. Okay, this makes me angry. I am tasting the Fruit Loop flavor a little bit more, but it really is, it's lacking. As big of a Fruit Loop as this is, it should be Fruit Loop flavored. But the Big Loop does not pack a big flavor, so that's just the facts. And hey, this Fruit Loop might be still. It might taste better, but for $100? I don't know, Buster. I don't know. I'm still kind of thinking maybe a, just a regular bowl of Fruit Loops would do. Okay. Um, I'm just going to... Uh, be up front with you. Uh, his death does not make me sad in any way after seeing this. In fact, I'm happy. Uh, the world is a better place now that there is one less of these fucking idiots. Okay? I'm just going to say that. 
Fuck me. What an asshole. Jesus Christ. I can't take it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you to uh, a dog nearby where I live has uh, been selected as one of the winners of Bark's Next Top Dog Model. Uh, Bark's Next Top Dog Model contest began in October in honor of the launch of Bark Food, a new breed-specific food. That's what that's what's going on there. So what they've done is figured out a way to scam you by selling you a food specifically tailored for the breed of the dog, which to me sounds like a load of shit. Okay. Uh, in my opinion, the only dog food that you really need is science diet. I think that's what, no, uh, Hills science. That's what it is. We pay like a ton of money for this dog food for Bruce and it's actually changed his life. He didn't take a solid stool for like the first four years of his life until he started eating this Hills. It's incredible. It's super expensive though. But uh they decided to do, hey, let's uh let's do the next top dog model. And I flat out love this dog. He's not quite O'Neill level. But look at this fucking dog. The dog is described this gold 100 pounds golden retriever, and I love golden retrievers. They're fantastic. They describe the dog as being obsessed with sticks. And I'm pretty sure that this, all these sticks here, this dog, because these dogs, these golden retrievers, they have one brain cell. They are alarmingly dumb. Like, incredible. Now, not quite as... Now, O'Neill has about a tenth of a brain cell. I mean, the dog eats shit. There's, there's There's something wrong with him. He's just laying there, and he has no idea that I'm saying that about him. I don't think. Uh, Charlie, though, here, he uh, he won the contest. Uh, At one time, Charlie ate an entire rotisserie chicken from a kitchen counter. I think in order to have your dog of the year award, you have to have some type of of shit like that happen, and that's a regular occurrence with O'Neill. Charlie is one of 10 dogs who won the contest. I think O'Neill would have had a chance at it as long as we didn't actually tell them that he likes likes to eat feces. Charlie also gets uh, $500, which you know that they're not going to spend on Charlie. He will be featured in upcoming marketing materials. That's all I would want. A professional photo shoot and toys and treats from Bark. Congratulations to Charlie. Finally, announcer Joe Buck is in the news. Uh, He was on uh, the Monday Night Football game on uh, ESPN with Troy Aikman when uh, DeMar Hamlin went down. He continues to recover. The word is that um, now that he's out of the hospital, um, they indicated that he might be back to the Buffalo facility to see uh, the players and stuff like that. Uh, no one is talking yet about him possibly playing football again. Now, this is kind of weird. This is uh, this is Buck has a take on things surrounding 
the uh, trauma that Hamlin endured and bringing him back. And what he's concerned with is the side stories uh, taking over the story of Hamlin getting hurt or having the heart issue on the field and then the subsequent bringing him back. Now, from my perspective, I don't think that any of the other stories that have surrounded it, surrounded that moment, have uh, overshadowed the um, incredible saga of him going down on the field and then being brought back and then all of the good things that came out of it. To me, those are the only things anyone is focusing on. Buck, however, disagrees and then he's uh, he doesn't like that the other narratives have sometimes overshadowed the most important part of the story. But what he's doing by talking about this on a podcast is giving those other moments like Skip Bayless and shit like that new life. And he, Buck, is actually aiding in the overshadowing by talking about those things. Because frankly, I haven't thought about any of that nonsense um, other than the only thing I've thought about is Damar Hamlin. There was the one moment initially when Bayless made the stupid comment, but everybody ripped him a new asshole. But who gives a shit? It's over, you know? So I think that Buck is being a fucking moron by breathing life into these. See if you can follow along with this. Uh, Buck's uh, the, the lead in the Hamlin story is the fact that his life was saved, according to this article from Awful Announcing, but there have been many exterior natives that's, uh, narratives that sometimes overshadow the most part of the story, the most important part of the story. Fuck, I can't read. Um, Buck wants to ensure that the recovery of Hamlin remains the main story. And my thought is, well, yeah, it is. It, it, whatever gave you the idea that it wasn't. You know, it's not like we're sitting around talking about anything else. The best part of the story was when he uh, his he was able to talk and he asked if his team won and the charity the um, that raised all the money for the kids toys and stuff like that. The fact that the the bills uh, kicked uh, returned the kickoff opening kickoff 100 yards. Oh, my God. And he was jumping. Uh, Hamlin was just a. Uh, uh, beaming with pride and then he was he was sent home that's the only thing people are talking about so i don't know why buck is doing this he was uh he joined brian curtis of the ringer on the press box podcast to discuss being in the booth during the traumatic scene um curtis asked bucks specifically what changed about his job as the broadcast transitioned from a sportscast to a newscast it's a great question uh, just being a human being, Buck said. This is about another person who is in terrible distress down on the field. And then Buck says, I'm sure you're going to ask me about the five-minute thing with the league because the word was that the league supposedly uh, was going to restart play. Now they deny that, but whatever. I haven't really thought about that since that story kind of bubbled under for a little bit. So Buck says, I'm sure you're going to ask me. Well, no, you're not. You're just throwing that out there. So that you can weigh in on something that you weren't even asked about. So then he starts to weigh in on something that he hasn't been asked about. The five minute thing. Um, He says, I think the frustrating thing to me after this has kind of settled is what took place on the field is overlooked. No, it's not. And it shouldn't be. It's not. 
The frustration Buck referred to is the fact that Hamlin's story is nothing short of a miracle thanks to the training staff on the field. Yet there are additional narratives that sometimes overshadow what happened that night. And they talk about Skip Bayless. They talk about the NFL taking too long to suspend the game. And so uh, Buck and Awful Announcing are suggesting that those are bigger than the story or have been. I, I, don't, I don't feel that way. Uh, then Buck reiterates, I've been told by people in the medical industry that even in an emergency room, that might not have been handled as well as it was handled on the field, and that's what saved his life. To do that with that medical team that was down there with that pressure, you who knows how many of us would ever react to that intensive a situation, and they nailed it. Part of Buck's frustration comes from getting caught up in a back and forth with the NFL in the week since Hamlin collapsed on the field. Collapsed on the field. Bucks maintained that the ESPN booth was told by the NFL that there were plans to restart the game. League denies it. So I just think it's interesting. Buck didn't have to do that. If he was being asked the question, what's it like going from being sportscaster to a newsman? He could have just described that and not mentioned all this shit, but he went out of his way to mention it. And in a take where he was kind of like chastising narratives that have, in his opinion, kind of overshadowed Hamlin, he's in fact breathing life into them by continuing 12, 13, 14 days later to bring them up. Why don't you just talk about the important thing, uh, the things that people care about right now, instead of acting uh, creating drama yourself about those things. I think he kind of facilitated the furthering of those bullshit stories uh, by the by an asshole like Skip Bayless. Just shut the fuck up about it. Those are those are all old news anyway. The one story that is enduring is the fact that the guy's fucking alive. You idiot. Sometimes I think Joe Buck gets in his own way. I think he's a, a hell of an announcer. But my God. Uh, question back to the dog. Did he say that dog was a hundred dollars? Maybe I did. I meant to say a hundred pounds, but in no way as cute as Daisy do or oatmeal or Brucey boy or Benny, the one eyed wonder dog. Ladies and gentlemen, I have nothing more to share with you today. I am done podcasting for the week. I hope you have a great weekend. Who are these Zanes will happen tomorrow on the show? By the way, you like that full screen? I like them both because the main one with the moving animation behind it is the one I'm used to. But I'll change them up from time to time. Uh, That's the original thing that Dirk was so pissed off about. That was one of the beginning moments, uh, uh, beginning of the end for Dirk when I I had just built this with the moving animation behind it. And he was like, I'm putting my foot down and not watching anymore because of the animation. One of several reasons why that guy can go fuck himself. But anyway, and in a lot of ways, he's kind of right. I like it like this too. But I wouldn't have lost any sleep over it. A pause in the action on not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast to talk about Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. Oh, boy. The absolute best. Now, listen. 
He's uh, teamed up with the energy company, the gas company, DTE, to offer free furnace tune-ups. There's only one, one HVAC specialist in West Michigan who's been granted this luxury. Joe has, handpicked by the gas company. How about that? Star on the forehead. So this is how this works. You call Joe. He shows up at your house uh, after you call 616-516-8579. He tunes up the furnace and he leaves. That's it. You got to give him your account number on your DTE account and he's not going to sell that to anybody. It's not like he's selling it to the Mexican drug lords. Uh, He uses that to confirm with DTE that you're in business. They pay him. How sweet is that? Love it. Call Joe uh, if you want to get that furnace tune-up for free till the end of February. Also, anything else. You need a new AC installed, a new furnace installed. He does it all. He'll even install a water heater for you. Uh, This man is absolutely great. He just installed a new furnace uh, for uh, the EZ family. Uh, Hello to Van Dyke Mortgage, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Okay, get ready to call. Mortgage rates are dropping. It's time to get back into the game when it comes to buying a house. All right, reach out, 231-332-6505. For the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, now with offices after the grand expansion, as it's known, Throughout the entire country. Number one, fastest growing mortgage uh, broker in the entire United States. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. Call today. Mention EZ. And make sure you get your hair cut before you go see them at King's Room Barbershop. Three locations. Northland. Wait a minute. Northland Drive. Caledonia. And, of course, the uh, newest location, 36th Street. Um, damn it. 821 36th Street. Southwest, Wyoming, Michigan, next to the costume room. I was just there with uh, Gracie. What an absolute awesome, awesome job she did. Thank you, Gracie. Uh, book. I, yeah, I shouldn't say book. It's all walk-in. Okay. Guys get their hair cut at King's Room Barbershop. And ladies who like short hair. All the details at kingsroom.net. All right. Continuing on more of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <clears throat> the uh, condition of your old pal Eric Zane is uh, quickly deteriorating. Um, there's a chance I might be able to get it into third gear for this show. It depends on how my throat and voice responds to the workload. Like as I talk with you right now, slowly uh, the vocal cords are warming up. I normally don't like to be this low of intensity, as you know. This already sounds very different to you. Like that's not the Eric that we know and love. Uh, We like him to be a little bit more loud and ridiculous and stupid. And I, it, you know, I'm pretty much going to give you that the stupid part, rest assured. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm I'm massively inflamed. I'm like a uh, a, uh, a protruding, bleeding uh, hemorrhoid on an asshole right now. I am inflamed, and uh, just it's you know this is it. 
this is this is it for now. Got my uh, hot coffee. Maybe that will uh, increase things. But I haven't spoken much since I finished the last podcast. I've just, I mean, there's no one to speak to, really. So, But uh, you'd be surprised. I talk a lot to myself. I don't know if you do that, too, but I find that to be very therapeutic. I have conversations like you wouldn't believe. Happens all the time. Um, it might be something that I'm... Um, just an idea in my head, how I might talk on the show about a certain topic. It's it's really ridiculous. It's kind it's a little bit creepy, frankly. Hang on. Mm. Wow. That is something. But uh I've been drinking all a ton of water. So I've been peeing like every 15 minutes. Uh I took a COVID test. Nothing. But that doesn't mean anything, really. You know, you could still I mean, as I know. So I'll test again in another 24 plus hours, but uh, my throat is on freaking fire. Shit. And um, so then I, uh, I, I found these uh, cough, uh, sore throat lozenges with, with, uh, I don't know, some type of benzocaine or something like that in them. And uh, I threw a couple of those in and uh, they taste horrible. I, I, I would rather, lick the asshole with the hemorrhoid on it, then, then taste these things again. It was, it was that bad. Um, and then I took a couple of, um, Dayquil, you know, so you don't get all fucking loopy and shit. Uh, it helped a little bit, but, uh, boy, if I didn't take those, I can just imagine the state I would be in. So then, you know, the amount of time that passes, uh, from the free show to this show is usually, a little shorter, like to be starting after 1 p.m. is is definitely something that I don't like to make a uh, habit of. But wow, uh, it uh, there was nothing presenting itself, nothing presenting itself story wise to talk about on the show. But I ended up coming up with some things that I'm happy about. I'll get to in a second. Aram writes. Uh, and by the way, there was some question about how to say Aram's name, Aram Aram. I've called I've called them both. I think Aram is the type of guy that he's like, ah, call me either A or B. I, I don't care. He's one of the most easygoing troublemakers that has ever existed. Hang on. Uh, Linda Hall talks about um, the medicine. That's what the pharmacist told my son to take. Tastes like shit. Yeah, benzocaine is rough. Aram writes, I like, and then he spells out his name. Well, that doesn't tell us anything. Because you didn't spell it phonetically, you dumbass. Did you do that intentionally? You had to. It can either be pronounced this way, Aram, or this way, Aram. Chris says, no, that's a joke. Aram, Aram. I've called him Aram for a long, long time. He says, I like the first one. Well, there you go. You should have said something forever ago. When I've, Aram. My God. Question. Would the NFK enjoy it? 
if you sat and talked with him for the afternoon while he is watching TV, or would that annoy him? I think if I uh, if I sat with him and discussed what he what we were watching, he'd like that. We try to like, this is like work hours for me, but when it's not work hours, we all go in there, Diana, myself and the NFK and, uh, he's in charge of the remote. I don't, uh, that's his room. And, uh, so I just watch whatever he's watching. So it's usually like fucking American pickers or ice road truckers or some shit like that or those types of shows occasionally we'll watch occasionally he'll, he'll go with game show network and america says that game show america says is just fucked up game show jesus christ <clears throat> so no 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 uh, uh stevie asks, do you have covid no no don't don't have covid just it just continues to be more painful maybe it's uh maybe it's like uh like strep or something like that i don't know we shall see. Hopefully it will pass. Okay. Um, few storylines are starting to develop on this um, alleged Idaho quadruple homicide killer, Brian Koberger, which uh, I don't know. I, I just have a weird feeling that we're just uh, seeing the tip of the iceberg here. And that this isn't the first thing that this this maniac's ever done. That this could be like a serial killer amongst us. Um, story about um, he, uh, four days after the killing in Idaho, see a lot of people who had interactions with him are coming out and describing what it was like interacting with this guy accused of doing this horrible thing. And um, it was originally thought that there was some kind of connection between him and, and the four or one of the four or something like that. And, and and I don't think that's the case at all now. I think that this may have just been something he randomly stalked them, hunted them, and killed them, which that sounds like BTK because that was something that he frequently did. It's um, It was as simple as if he was driving down the street and he saw someone dri- uh, walking. Oh, and if the urge struck him, he would then pay attention to where that person went, their home, and then over a period of days, weeks, months, uh, figure out their patterns and then uh, strike. Um, Kohlberger, though, not only made it to his routine medical appointment in Pullman, Washington, but he beguiled the staff there, which I'm not sure what that means. I think that means uh, like charmed. I can't stand it when the articles go up, uh, you know, over my, uh, you know, understanding of charm or enchantment, sometimes in a deceptive way, beguiled. I think contextually I could have figured that out, but I wanted to be sure. November 17th, four days after the killing. Kohlberger arrived at his appointment in a black North Face jacket and was so friendly with staff members that they took notice. By the way, if you can hear Daisy snoring because she's loud. My apologies. But 
she'll get pissed at me if I kick her out. So we just can't have that. The receptionist at the office who declined to give her name because discussing the interaction might violate medical privacy laws, stupid medical privacy, said Kohlberger's behavior prompted her boss to comment. She said, he's so nice and charming. She never says that about anybody, the receptionist told Insider. I was like, yeah, he really was. That's just the thing. You never know. You never know when the psychopath is uh, who, who the psychopaths are, you know. Um, they can be nice and sweet to you, but it could all be a fucking ruse. My God. He scheduled a uh, an ordinary follow-up appointment for the spring semester. Prosecutors say Kohlberger, um, a 28-year-old studying for his doctorate in criminology at Washington State, stabbed. More like slashed, I think. Stabbed and slashed. And those four that he killed, my God, four of the brightest looking faces, just so sweet. It, it just breaks my heart what has happened here. Um, there's also a story about him. And a, uh, I think he went on a date with somebody, blind date, or maybe to something through uh, one of the apps. And uh, dated the guy and, and knew that it was him um, before the killings, but was like, holy shit. I can't wait to watch uh, that thing unfold and just, well, I, I mean, I can wait. It's, it's, it's heinous, but makes you wonder um, what else this guy could have done. Okay, back to the NFL playoffs. There's nothing that grinds my gears more. That's right. I said grinds my gears. When a coach acts like a fucking child. I thought that Melissa Stark in this clip, adds, uh, asked some decent questions to uh, of the two asshole Harbaugh brothers. This one is known as John. Now, they're both dicks. Uh, John, though, is, fa- is, is King Dick for now. After this obnoxious response to questions from Melissa Stark just doing her job. Yes, they're they're dumb questions, of course. But why can't you, for 25 seconds, act like a fucking human being instead of a crazy fucking piece of shit? Audio check, video check. Melissa Stark with John Harbaugh. Back in Cincinnati with Ravens head coach John Harbaugh. And John, you told us your guys were going to be disciplined. What did you think about that last penalty? Well, I didn't like the last penalty. Okay. <laughs> right there. That She is smart enough to know that that one and a half second pause with him looking at her is going to be a problem. Harbaugh and John, you told us your guys were going to be disciplined. What did you think about that last penalty? Well, I didn't like the last penalty. Okay, now he wants, she wants him to say, well, you know, I mean, we work on this. I mean, he could, he could do anything. He could turn on the charm and just give her a decent answer. Instead, he turns into such an asshole. Well, I didn't like that last penalty. And that's all he says. And he stares at her. Disciplined. What did you think about that last penalty? Well, I didn't like the last penalty. And so what will you tell your guys defensively? Uh, we'll be fine. Our guys will be fine. It's going to be a hard-fought game out here. We're, we're going to play a good game. Okay. Brings it back. I think I think he brought it back with that statement right there. You know, um, if you didn't, if nothing else happened weird for the rest of this interview, 
that answer is kind of like, oh, all right, you know, bringing it back. No big deal. Then she asks this because the starting quarterback, uh, not Lamar, uh, black guy, uh, he uh, threw an interception at the end of the first half or something like that. First quarter, first half. And Tyler Huntley with that interception, you said we might see Anthony Brown. What will that take? We'll just see how the game goes, okay? Thanks. Thanks, John. Oh, shit. Okay. We'll just see how the game goes, okay? Thanks. Thanks. He makes a face, too. I'm trying to freeze frame it. Okay. I hate my life. That's it. Back in Cincinnati with Ravens head coach John Hart. So that's pretty stupid. Kind of a dick. Not the end of the world, but still a little bit dickish, in my opinion. Um, and that was the opinion of a lot of people. Um, awful announcing. John Harbaugh was not enjoying that interview with Melissa Stark. Chris Hagan writes, if you've got to do an, do the interview, whether you want to or not, it costs $0 to not be a jerk. This person writes, the crybaby Harbaugh's a story as old as time. Kara writes, in-game interviews serve no purpose and are a colossal waste of everyone's time, but every professional coach on the planet knows they have to do them. So just maybe suck it up and don't be a petulant child for 30 seconds. George Santos was more enthused to answer questions than John Harbaugh. Yeah, kind of a dick. Holy shit. All right. So the Ravens lose. Aram says the halftime interviews are so meaningless. Eh, I don't know. I mean, it's all part of the show presentation. You have to, uh, I mean, if you don't do that, what are you going to do? You, you got to do something. It's a TV show. And um, I don't know. Did I call you Aram again? It's Aram. Hold on, check. There we are. Linda says both Dateline and 2020 did excellent shows on the Idaho case on Friday. Watch on demand if you can. And you know, Linda gives uh, good advice on shows. The, she did, uh, man, the Madoff thing. I still can't get over that. Holy shit. Now I'm seeing people are watching that show about um, uh, the the fucking transient guy, smash, 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 Kai, the, the uh, fucking axe murderer is on Netflix. I forget what the fuck it's called. Diary of an axe murderer, axe murderer, viral video guy. But uh, I want, so I want to see that. Kyler suggests that John Harbaugh said it so he won't get fined. Just like freaking, uh, what's the guy's name? Eat the Skittles. Beast mode. All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. Tell me what you think of this. Uh, wow. In uh, a community of, I don't know, WTHR, where is this? Beach Grove, Indiana. A toddler 
was seen doing something outside of the apartment in a uh, stairwell kind of hallway. They have cameras set up there uh, in the apartment. And, uh, oh, shit, I, I, I chuckled there, but there's, there's really nothing funny about this. Um, here you go. Uh, audio check, video check. My God. Father in Beach Grove is arrested on charges of child neglect after police say his toddler got a hold of a loaded handgun. This all played out on live TV, and the video is frankly shocking. Live TV? I didn't know that. Officers arrested 45-year-old Shane Osborne last night at Beach Meadow Apartments. Police. It's Kuipers say his son seen in this security video was holding a loaded pistol in the hallway of an wow just the kids aiming it at his fucking face holy shit and his finger is on the trigger apartment complex and neighbors tell 13 news look at it. he's pulling the trigger sometimes those triggers have a little uh, uh, wiggle room to them until you actually start to engage it and he might not have the strength to draw but the toddler was waving it around even pulling the trigger all of this, as you can see, was captured on camera, and a lot of people watched it last night live because Beach Grove police are featured on a show called On Patrol. Okay, there you go. A police report confirms officers recovered the weapon, <laughs> a 9mm with 15 rounds in the magazine. We are talking with investigators tomorrow about this case. Meanwhile, Osborne is due in court on Tuesday. And a pause in the action on Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. I can't wait to get behind the mic doing PA again for the Grand Rapids Gold. The next game is January 2nd, and I want you to be there. That is coming up on Tuesday night. Unless, of course, you're listening to this podcast well after uh, Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. Uh, it's ridiculous. I don't know why I always say that. Uh, get your tickets at grandrapidsgold.com. I want to see you. They're just 12 bucks. Uh, you can get more expensive tickets, but they start as low as 12 bucks. On Thursdays and Fridays, you got $2 beers, $2 dogs. And come see me courtside, behind the mic, doing PA. Channeling my inner Ken Calvert. GrandRapidsGold.com uh, This show originates in the Impact Power Sports Studio. They are my newest sponsor, Impact Power Sports Online at impactpowersportsmi.com. Absolutely fantastic. Great people over there. You got to walk in and check out the selection of Yamaha golf carts. All right. Michigan's newest dealer of Yamaha golf carts. Go see what they have to offer as well as all the other amazing pieces of merchandise they have for your toy collection. And all those toys, side-by-sides, ATVs, UTVs, you name it, golf carts, are serviced at Impact Power Sports in Rockford, Michigan. And uh, you can head on over to there whenever you need any type of service done or you need a part or whatever it is. ImpactPowerSportsMI.com This show is backed on the technology front by Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for this podcast. If you need anything technical, IT-related for your business or your home, reach out to Blue Frost IT at 616-285-50. All right, we're rolling on. It's another segment of Not the Best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome 
into the Eric Zane Show podcast Patreon bonus. I'm back. I had, uh, when I was doing the free podcast, it didn't hit subtly. But I was hammered with an overwhelming feeling of exhaustion. I'm not kidding you. That was, it was, uh, it was palpable. <clears throat> I was like, I got to get out of this. Uh, 90 minutes is uh, is going to have to be enough. I'm just going to cut it and uh, and immediately go to bed. And I did. I think uh, I think actually today I'm at about 60 to 65 percent, which is perfect. I can actually get through this with a little rest in between the shows. And um, the problem on Tuesday was the throat. I mean, it was so painful. Uh, it, it was just like, uh, any, any degree, I couldn't even, uh, talk the way I'm talking to you right now. It would have been like, it would have been awful because I couldn't, like I said, I only had two gears. You got to get third, fourth and fifth. So now, um, presentation wise, I'm third, fourth, fifth, but energy is, is not what it needs to be at all. So I completely ran out of gas on that first podcast. And then I was like, yeah, let the dogs outside. They come back inside and right to bed. Two hours. Boom. Wake up. Good to go. Happening. Completely blessed that I can do this. I am so lucky because not everybody can do this. You know, I, uh, I don't take this shit for granted. The people that have to work, like, the whole damn day. Ugh. God. Fuck that. If you're, if you're like, typically, when I uh, do the show, I'm up at a uh, little after six. And then I go all day. I don't take a nap or anything. I don't have the, uh, um, I don't really have to lay down because if I'm feeling good, I can make it throughout the day because I've gotten enough sleep. But on days like today where I have to get back to work, but I am not yet where i need to be it is an absolute blessing to be able to just all right we got to power down for a little bit so thank you for your patience as i make my way through this you all are fantastic uh jacqueline is out of surgery and now i have to go and take care of her i have an appointment at 2 30 i have to be at her house her uh, lovely husband that handsome devil, Justin, uh, just uh, brought her out of the hospital. And now he's got a meeting, so somebody has to stay with her. She cannot be alone as she comes out of uh, sedation for the rest of the day. So your old pal, Eric Zane, Johnny on the spot. Mm. Update. Diana, uh, when we were at the... Um, on the airplane on the way back from uh, Florida, I talked to you about how um, she had to puke uh, as as she got food stuck in her throat. Remember I told you that story? She goes, it's stuck. It was this chicken sandwich was stuck. stuck. And uh, so I just grabbed the bag that the chicken sandwiches came in, and she puked on all the condiment packages. Like, ah, fuck that. I guess I don't get any condiments. <coughs> and... Uh, was successful in dislodging the food from her uh, food tube or whatever it is. Esophagus? Is that the one? Yeah. And uh, just last week at the um, 
hockey game. Same thing. She was there with Jackie and uh, sitting in the stands behind me where I sit. Mom just got a hot dog stuck in her throat and she had to go puke. And uh, I guess it was a bad one, like really in there. So she's in the in the women's bathroom at the at the facility. By the way, those two dogs are going to go at it in a second. Keep your eye on Daisy and Bruce. I can just tell by the way Bruce's ears are that he's getting the zoomies as we speak. And then he's going to start humping. And then that's a problem. Come on, guys. Don't make me get up. Oh, no. Oh, and now Daisy's licking him. This is going to be a disaster. It's going to interrupt everything. I might as well not even start telling a story. Uh, speaking of uh, animals, Maureen. Um, Maureen sent me pictures. She, uh, on the side, rescues animals from homes. I was talking about that in the free podcast. Look at these four. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? I like this little guy on the end. They're all great. Uh, apparently, the mom rejected these four. So, they got their hands on these pups. This is a cat she just uh, rescued like she was just with her crew and they, it looked like a, a cat that, uh, a house cat that was real friendly. They opened up a can of food and the cat came right up to him. It, it's, uh, of course, the interior of the house, one of the rooms has Michigan State on one of the walls there. The cat's probably uh, taking a pee right now on Sparty. That's what's happening there. And then look at this cat. This is the same cat. What an adorable cat. This is when they rescued it right here. She does this stuff. Hey, knock it off. In fact, uh, my pal Maureen writes, thanks for the shout out on the podcast. It reminded me to share my new foster kitty with you. I scooped her up off the mean streets of Flint while doing outreach this past Sunday was below freezing and I spotted her eating spaghetti out of a garbage can. Well, everybody in Flint does that. So we stopped, popped open a can of cat food and put her in a carrier. We think she may have been dumped and she's in good shape and very friendly. Bonus, she's not pregnant. Her name is uh, Miley and she's my first foster feline. It makes me feel bad that I can't foster dogs for more than a short period of time, like three, four days max. It just stresses out my cats too much. <laughs> and they are my first priority. So hopefully it will go well and I can continue to do it. Fostering saves lives. <clears throat> and we can't rescue them if uh, if we have nowhere for their, them to go. Shelters and rescues are overflowing with animals and desperately in need of more fosters. Hope you enjoy the pics of my beautiful Tordy, Miley. Miley is the Tordy cat. I'm also including some of the adorable puppies I saved. They're so cute. I got the mama off a chain and out of that backyard just in time. They would have died and they had they been born there as mama rejected them and they had to be bottle fed. Ugh. Hope you get more rest and feel better soon. I've had that GD cold since Christmas and it really dragged me down. I'm still coughing. Take care, Maureen. Very sweet. Thank you for sharing. All right. So busy today. 
feeling better, but not completely recovered. All right. Now, if you notice the behavior of these two right now, this is like officially getting down to like round one. Daisy gets down, which that might end the brouhaha right there. We might be able to navigate this without there being some type of international incident. Now Daisy's at my feet. Come on. I want to share with you Joe Biden doing something ridiculous. First of all, um, as he walks through the press corps in any one of several meetings in the last several days, they ask, they scream out questions about the documents at his uh, residence, in his garage, and at his office. And he is ignoring everything. Oh, my God. You know, I don't know. um, If you're the president and you throw those stones at Trump for all that shit with all those documents at his place, and you know you have documents, you should either, A, not say anything to indict Trump, or B, indict him and then get the documents and bring him back to the White House. You know? I mean, why, if you really want to uh, stay, you know, keep your hands clean, just uh, throw them back in the file. I'm anxious to find out what was on those documents. What are you trying to keep from people? I am, uh, I am all in on uh, getting the information uh, or wanting to hear the information about what is going on there. Okay. And I think that the press is just, are, are, they're just looking their chops too. And I am all about the transparency. And if you're going to sit there and throw uh, fuck face Trump under the bus, my God, this is fantastic. I see that um, uh, some of those fuck face House Republicans like Marjorie Taylor Greene and there was some other one. Uh, they're, uh, now that the Republicans are lead, lead running the show in the House of Representatives, these maniacs are being pushed out to like lead committees and stuff. It is absolutely going to be a shit show in a good way, in a way that we can all enjoy. Enjoy the absolute shit show that is going to take place. But what I have for you is not about any of that. It's about the president honoring, (coughs) excuse me, the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. In the room with him is, I believe, the granddaughter of Dr. King. Um, No, I take it back. The grandson, Martin Luther King Jr., the third is married, okay, to a lady uh, named Andrea Waters King. So MLK the third's wife, Andrea Waters King. It's her birthday. She's in attendance. The president is at the microphone. He says oh there's a birthday in the house and it's her this andrea waters king martin luther king the third's wife and he i'm gonna sing happy birthday and then he leads the group in hap singing happy birthday to martin mlk the third's wife and forgets her name 
and he does the old happy birthday dear happy birthday to now i can relate i would do this i could do this this is something that would happen to me audio check video check you've been a good friend for a long time it's an honor to spend king holiday with the uh, national action network and with the king family martin and family and uh understand uh you know, uh, Martin III, we celebrate a legacy of your beloved father and mother. They work for the beloved community. But congratulations today, the honor. Okay, so that's Martin Luther King Jr.'s son. He's, uh, including your wife, uh, who I understand, uh, is it birthday today? Well, look, my wife has a rule in her family. On somebody's birthday, sing happy birthday. You ready? Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Valley. Happy birthday to you. Well, it's hell turning 30, but you got to put up with it. And Nancy Pelosi, who I think is literally... That was fantastic. I think everybody... Um, rolled with it though they were like oh he doesn't know her fucking name sing happy birthday you ready happy birthday to you happy birthday dear valley <laughs> happy birthday to you oh that was spectacular oh man uh, i witnessed something like that once when um i forgot the name of the fucking band it might have been um, Audio Slave or some shit like that. Those guys were blowing through, and um, we were promised uh, Chris Cornell. Um, at, I forget, at the venue. It might have been the Delta Plex. I don't even know if it was Audio Slave. I think it was Audio Slave. And uh, it was Greg, Chris, Eric. Chris Cornell will be here. They didn't bring us Chris Cornell. They brought us the guy no one knows. And uh, Greg was leading the interview. And he did that exact thing. Oh, yeah, we're joined by... And then just, like, continued on with the interview. It was it was so obvious. We didn't know who the fuck that guy was. Holy shit. Biden. God dang it. Uh, Ron Jeremy... Porn star Ron Jeremy, who might be the most unlikely person to be a porn star in the history of porn stars. You know, he, he, looked, uh, when he, he looked reasonably like a human being when he was much younger. But uh, he started to look like an old man at like 24. Uh, he's 69 now, and he's accused of uh, uh, 34 counts of sexual assault, including 12 counts of rape. He's been in jail since 2020. Porn star Ron Jeremy, who I'm not kidding you, back in the day, he became one of the reasons why he became famous in porno. He had the ability to put his own ding dong in his mouth. I'm not even kidding. He had that type of, he was that limber and flexible. He could put his own ding dong in his mouth. Holy shit. Look it up. I'm not going to link it. But if you were to look up Ron, Ron, uh, uh, what's what, what I'd say his name was God. I've, now I'm like fucking Biden. 
Ron Jeremy suck own ding dong or suck his own dick, you will see something spectacular. Okay. Um, well, he got himself in some trouble. It took forever to get busted. I guess in the porno industry, nobody believes you or whatever. Uh, but 34 counts of sexual assault, including 12 counts of rape. So really, really, really horrible stuff. And, um, now, um, his brain is is absolutely mush. Porn actor Ron Jeremy declared unfit to stand trial for rape. This is what he looks like in a recent photo. There he is there in the middle of your screen above Billie Eilish. Uh, so that's that's not good. That's actually a couple years old. Um, but... Now they're saying that this guy is just an absolute disaster. Incurable neurocognitive decline. Uh, incompetent to stand trial. Dozens of rape and sexual assault, uh, sexual assault counts. Superior Court Judge Ronald Harris said in a hearing that after reviewing reports from both prosecutors and Jeremy's defense, he is in this incurable neurocognitive decline from which he is unlikely to recover. Uh, Hearing on placing the 69-year-old Jeremy, (laughs) whose legal name is Ronald Hyatt in a state hospital, will be held next month. When he was arrested two years ago, I said he would be found innocent of all charges. Jeremy's attorney, Stuart Goldfarb, said in an email, two years have passed, and with the additional discovery I received, I believe he would have been found innocent. It is unfortunate due to mental condition he will not go to trial and have the opportunity to clear his name. Nicknamed the Hedgehog. Among the best known and most prolific actors in the porn industry for decades. Became a recognizable pop cultural novelty through reality shows, public appearances, and music videos. According to transcripts of grand jury testimony from the women and girls returned by the, obtained by the AP, Jeremy would lure them into a small secluded space off in the bedroom of a West Hollywood bar and grill that he frequents, trap them, and then sexually assault them. The charges stemmed from a DA's task force set up to investigate entertainment industry sexual misconduct. After reports about Harvey Weinstein in 2017 made the Me Too movement an international phenomenon. Jeremy was among a very few men charged in the task force's work, along with Weinstein himself, who was convicted of rape and sexual assault in December. Prosecutors are still deciding whether to retry Weinstein on several counts for which his jury was deadlocked. They plan to retry actor Danny Masterson on three rape counts after his jury failed to reach verdicts last month. Unbelievable. If you were eating at a Taco Bell and a woman came falling through the drop ceiling, I would expect her to look like this. This is her. And I realize if you're listening to the audio podcast, you might be like, what, who I can't, you'll have to click on the link. This was the scene in, um, I believe McMinnville is Tennessee. In fact, I'm positive. This crackhead wandered into the ceiling from the men's, went in through the men's bathroom and got up into the drop ceiling. And it's remarkable 
that she made it was crawling, you know, through the ceiling and got that far into the restaurant. And then it finally gave way because those, those little tiles, they don't, uh, they don't hold a lot. Robin Lynn Emig is the woman, 39 years old. She, uh, she took off out the door. They called the cops. They found her behind the Sitco pump and pay West on Smithville highway. And, uh, Cops showed up, able to arrest her. When she was asked why she was in the ceiling, she said that she did not know that she was in the ceiling of the Taco Bell. She was uh, transported to the hospital, being under the influence and complaining of pain in her legs. Yeah, you felt. Can you? I, I just pray that there's video of that. My God. Uh, entered through the restroom. There was damage to multiple ceiling tiles from the person that entered and fell through the ceiling. Emig was transported from the hospital to the Warren County Jail and was served two warrants. She was charged with public intoxication and burglary. I have the number. We need to reach out and uh, see if we can get some uh, correspondence. Taco Bell. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, I'm calling about the crazy bitch that was in the in the ceiling. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, were you there? Did you witness this? No, I wasn't there. Okay, um, well, uh, what's going on since then? I mean, I bet the uh, police had to come and make a report. Uh, did you, has anybody questioned you or anything? Uh, we're not allowed to comment on it. Okay, then, all right. Uh, just answer yes or no. Uh, have you seen that chick before? No. Uh, did she ever try to have sex with you? No, but I can't answer this. So oh. I don't have to let you go. All right, all right, thanks. We can't comment on anything. Of course, that didn't really go as well as I would have wanted it to. All right. He was not having any of it. Where the fuck am I? It was a comment I wanted to read. Um. Oh, concerning Diana, sounds like she needs to have her esophagus expanded. I've I've had to have that. I think I think I, I knew that. I think you mentioned that before. Um, what is wh- what the hell? I gotta. I you know what? Let me pick your brain when we get when I get done with the podcast about that because um, it sounds ridiculously horrible, but something that might have to be done. Jesus. Chris says, that's Tennessee. You should have asked if it was his sister. Oh, my God. (coughs) Excuse me. All right. Uh, Back in the old stomping grounds. Probably good I left. Back in uh, Saginaw, Michigan. 
This is so fucked up. Uh, There was a robbery that took place at the Family Dollar. Here's the video of the 18-year-old coming into the Family Dollar store. Here's the Family Dollar. He's outside in the parking lot. And uh, another young person is there, an 18-year-old wrangling the carts. And he helps her out. He helps her wrangle the carts. And then she goes inside with the carts. He follows her in. Whips out a gun. Demands money. And shoots the chick who he was helping in the face. Amazingly, she survives. She's going to be okay. He gets a handful of cash and takes off out of the store. Dude was uh, just over 18, 18 years in one month. This happened uh, not that long ago, and now he's accepted a plea deal. As a result, uh, he may get, well, they said the, the most he can get is life, but he won't get that. Pleaded no contest to single counts of assault with intent to murder, armed robbery, and lawful imprisonment, felonious assault, and carrying a dangerous weapon with unlawful intent, plus five counts of felony firearm. I cannot believe someone could be so stupid to think that this was going to work out and he was going to get away with it. In exchange for the pleas, the prosecution agreed to dismiss a second count of assault with intent to murder and another felony firearm count. By pleading no contest rather than guilty, uh, the kid, um, James T. Johnson, um, did not admit to any crime. Demanded cash. She survived in a February. This happened um, right, uh, well, Jesus, back in December of 2021. And they're just getting to it now. Investigators subsequently released images from the footage to the media in hopes of garnering tips from the community. A woman told police that the brat told her he ran out of his shoes while fleeing the scene and threw the gun in a field near the closed down CF Brunkow Elementary School. So he runs out of his shoes, throws a gun, and then tells that story to someone, which whoever that one was whoever that woman woman was she turned around turned around and told police which is hard to find in the african-american community somebody who talks to cops so good on her uh cops searched the field they recovered two matching shoes and a keychain on a lanyard the shoes appeared to be those worn by the suspect in the sur- in the surveillance footage surveillance footage after finding the shoes and the keys, police executed a search warrant on the residence of Johnson's girlfriend, and the key that was on the keychain opened the door. Uh, they arrested him just over a year ago. Uh, though he was released pending further investigation, they arrested him again three days later. He'll be sentenced to decades in prison. What a fucking moron. Unbelievable. Jesus. Jesus. 
I got bummed out when my kids got caught, when Jim got caught with pot. I thought it was the end of the world. I was like, yeah, your son just shot somebody in the face. Oh, no. My God. What a disaster. Horrible. And there we are, a nice bow onto the latest, the greatest, the not so great, not the best of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Thank you for listening to it. Advertise on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Drop me a line on email, eric at ericzaneshow.com on the Shoreliners striping inbox. I can put uh, the uh, masses of audience that are behind this show uh, to work for you. And they would love to hear what you have to say. Reach out to me, eric at ericzaneshow.com. Check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash ericzane. Follow me on Cameo, sign up for a Cameo, and I'll deliver to you the best damn thing you're ever going to see. Birthday wishes, words of encouragement. You want me to roast somebody? I can be as sweet and polite or as mean as you want. That's up to you. I like them all. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane. That's it for now. Have a good one. Fresh shows coming up on Tuesday, January 2nd. Till next time, bye-bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.